0: Welcome to Life The Mashup,
1: where four college students come together to talk about all things life. Tune in every week for thoughts, opinions, and stories about our boring lives. Welcome to Life The Mashup, episode five. I'm Angus. I'm Devon. I'm Kiara. And I'm JP. This is our fifth episode that we're recording, but in our real lives, because podcast life is misaligned on the metaversal timeline from real life, our first episode nerd. just got released.
0: Hey, that's my thing.
1: He literally just went. Oh, man, okay, but you the can't do the ride. nerd. Okay. Thing it was just gibberish. We None pre- of it actually record our anything. podcast five weeks in advance. Apparently, um,
0: what this podcast isn't recorded live time.
1: <coughs> <laughs> well, it is Crazy. recorded live.
0: Okay, but we don't, don't like we? upload live. We're not like live streaming. That's true. Shut up. Who asked anyway?
1: You? Our podcast is now live on Spotify stitcher and our public rss feed uh and amazon music podcasts we're all over the place it is coming soon to apple podcasts and find us
0: anywhere but inside the apple
1: yep what um and it's coming soon to google Podcasts. you heard me but everyone is probably going to listen to this on spotify so but devon but devon devon doesn't have spotify well, I can
2: still get to the Spotify website. That's true. You could just, yeah. like,
0: download the app.
2: It's I free. Could, but I use Amazon Music. That's why we put it <clears> on the <throat> Amazon
1: Music one. Devon specifically asked, is yeah. it on Amazon Music yet?
2: I mean, yeah. You got a problem with it?
1: <laughs> anyway, this podcast like is being recorded Luthor. on... Luthor. Who's that?
3: yeah. Well, that's, like, a nickname for... Oh, well, forget it.
0: It's a DC thing.
3: Yeah. What did you say? Lex Lothar. Oh, Lex Luthor. You don't know who Lex Luthor is? Uh, Well, he's the guy from DC, but, like, I was referring to
1: Jeff. What does his... Jeff Bezos as Lex Luthor. What? What? Oh, I have seen that thing, actually. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I did not... Jeff
1: Bezos is, like, Lex Luthor in a lot of ways. Yeah. So, anyway.
2: My favorite DC character is either Aquaman or, like, uh, Green Lantern
3: and then, like, Iron Man?
0: Green Lantern, really?
1: Bro, DC Green Lantern
3: <laughs> I know. Crazy. Green Lantern is terrible.
1: What? All right? He has a ring that he can do anything with. It's the only thing Ryan Reynolds has ever done that hasn't made me Did you guys watch the happy. Green
2: Lantern movie? Yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: it was terrible.
1: It was great. We the, the one, one with, with Ryan Lawrence? Reynolds?
2: Ryan
0: Reynolds is like, that movie was trash. And he I was fucking Green Lantern.
2: Okay, I will say Aquaman was better than Green Lantern, but Green Lantern was still objectively good.
3: Aquaman was, like, what they needed to do to come back. Because DC has a lot of great characters and they just. And a lot suck. of
0: shit movies.
3: But the TV shows, though.
0: Yeah, they do win. TV the TV shows
3: are pretty good. Well, not even. Marvel is coming up with some pretty
0: Marvel's good doing TV better shows. now, but yeah. for a long time, DC was better at their shows. I still That's
1: haven't true. liked any of the Marvel shows that much. The new one, like, WandaVision was pretty good. I really
0: liked WandaVision. Uh, WandaVision, WandaVision was, was
1: nice. all right. But, okay, so WandaVision. Winter
0: Soldier and Fal- Falcon and the Winter Soldier?
1: That,
2: uh, I started okay. watching
1: that and didn't ever catch on. The week.
0: I just really like Sebastian. This I
1: really like Hawkeye. This is my, my argument I for don't those. I not yet. <clears <clears throat> <clears throat> throat> I would say that neither of those, are, by the way, we have a real topic for this episode. Keep listening and we'll get to it eventually. Also, Neither like of those are like... TV, TV, um, because most of the most of the story I think for those is a story arc that just spans the whole season. So really, it's just a movie that they put cuts in to make it different episodes. Yeah. I wouldn't call it TV at all because a lot of times. Okay, what
0: about like Jessica Jones?
1: Jessica Jones was a TV show. Daredevil, um, Iron Fist, cool. Luke Cage, Defenders. Luke Cage, yes. Luke Cage. Um, Defenders
0: wasn't that great.
1: Defenders wasn't that great, but it was TV. I would argue that for all those. But those weren't, like, fantastic quality TV. They were good, but they weren't amazing. But with Falcon and the Winter Soldier and WandaVision, although they were, like, really good and enticing, they weren't TV. They were movies that they put, like, extra cliffhangers in so they could slice it up into episodes and make more money off of it. Yeah, true. That makes sense. Okay. The day we're recording this is Tuesday of Dead Week. So Dead Week obviously is the last week before final exams. It'll probably also be the last podcast we record on campus because we record in the on-campus podcast room and I'm pretty sure it's going to get locked at the end of the week. So next time you hear from us after this podcast... Expect the sound quality to be a lot worse, because we won't be in the fancy podcast room anymore, but we'll be back in the fall.
2: I mean, maybe from some of us. I don't know about you guys, but I actually do oh. have a pretty
1: nice mic at home. So I, you know, I have a mic. I have a, a May mic. I don't think I have a mic. Meh? Like, what mic do you have? I, have? I have a blue snowball. Okay. I have a USB microphone. Well, I mean,
2: blue, blue snowballs can, like... They're pretty good. Yeah, it's you good can enough. finagle it to be better. Yeah,
0: I can buy a microphone.
1: I could buy a microphone, too. I think that we should all just record while driving. <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> like, that would a, a long drive. We should do, we should do a podcast. I drive, drive, drive five hours a week minimum. Wait, yeah. hold on. This gets to our real topic. The topic for this week, since last week we talked about our feelings at the end of the semester, is what are our plans for this summer? And part of those plans, obviously, is to continue recording Life the Mashup, the wonderful podcast that you guys all love. Mm. You being the listeners. What was that? Hmm. Mm. You don't think they love it? Nah.
0: They should love it and they should tell their friends because we need more listeners so we can get sponsorships.
1: Money. There's hair on my face.
0: I'm a Baroque college student. <laughs>
1: Me too. Um, okay. Yeah,
3: I was going to say, we should record a podcast like... While driving somewhere. Like, if we drive like to Like, just Syracuse. the four of us in a car. Yeah, that'll be and fun. And, like, like,
1: put, like, the blue snowball or something <laughs> on the center console. Yeah. And then we all just talk. You yeah. a road trip? Well, I mean, we'll all, oh, well, except
2: for Angus, but we'll be in the same general vicinity. Aren't you going back to Vermont? He's staying in I'll be where we're at because he's doing what he's well, we'll doing. We'll get to there. He's staying
1: in where we're at. We have so many good methods of absolutely dodging actually talking <laughs> about where we are. UCLA. NYU. Albany University. Well, not those places. <laughs> not those places. You've dropped three out of the possible list. We mentioned those in previous episodes. Yeah, yeah. you should go back uh, and listen. So to now them we're just—he's just, just
2: going to be staying where we are currently at, doing what he's going to be doing. And we're going to talk
1: about that in a second because we're going to start with Juanpa as to what you are doing this summer. Sweet. Wait, wait,
2: wait, 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 wait! Don't we start with you because you introduced the topic? I mean, we can start start. where
1: we want. I want Humpa to start. We're
0: not starting that way because that doesn't work in the circle.
3: Yes, we just go around this way after. We end with you.
0: Oh, I thought, okay.
3: Like a circle is like a nice shape because it's like the same. Yeah, We talked about circles today in my uh, computer science science. class.
0: Angus is talking, so I thought the next would be like Devon.
3: This summer, uh, it's going to be – I'm not really sure. It's still like up in the air, but I'm going to – the plan is I'm going to be staying here uh, in the university doing some research with a new professor I haven't worked with. This professor is pretty nice. Um, I'll probably stay working on what I'm currently doing, which is a prosthetic hand. Uh, but other than that, I think I'll just be staying here um, doing some research, probably getting some certifications or like things that would be beneficial for me in the future and maybe I will be doing a um, a program with IBM and that's it like an internship? It's, it's not an internship, it's called the IBM Accelerate program, I had an interview a few weeks ago, I haven't heard back so hopefully I get into that it's exciting. What do you do for that? Do you like go and work there or is it like an online? no, it's like an online, it's not an internship it's not paid, but it's like a
2: Class? Masterclass?
3: master class. I guess you could say like a master class. Like they, they prepare you for an internship, but it's like an internship, but you don't get paid. I don't you know. You have to get weird. coffee for people online, internet coffee. I don't know. I don't know how it's gonna internet be. Internet coffee. Internet coffee. Yeah.
1: I don't know. I'm excited about that. So we'll see. Someday, when the world has become the internet virtual reality world, Devon's gonna have to drink his internet coffee any morning. Every morning, because he's not going to be able to drink his real coffee. Did you ever watch uh, Free Guy?
0: No. I did. I liked
1: Free Guy. He, he didn't has his internet coffee. Yes, was it was a good yeah. movie. Yeah. There's the Ready Player One. Yeah. He similar. doesn't have internet coffee, I don't think. But no, but I like seen a Free Guy, world.
0: and there was a Chris Evans cameo.
1: Yes. Kiara loves Chris Evans. Kiara, hold up your Chris evans theme phone case for the non-video podcast. <laughs> wow, look Here, at that. I was like a... Ah.
0: Ah. <laughs> Yeah, so it's my, got a lot
1: of pictures of Chris Evans on it.
0: My phone case is a bunch of photos of Chris Evans laughing, and I have a pop socket of the of the Captain America shield.
1: uh oh! Now we're gonna get sued by Disney for saying Captain America on the podcast.
0: Okay, a uh, particular shield from a particular
3: oh, you superhero. Said
0: the name. Well, we can beep it um, that may or may <laughs> not so be not played by it. Chris <laughs> Evans.
1: Copyright to Marvel. There you go. Copyright, Marvel Studios, two thousand twenty two. Marvel
0: owns Captain America and all of, of its assets.
1: <laughs> Fun to play
3: with but not to eat.
1: Fun to play with, not to eat.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> what are you gonna do over the summer angles? Um No one cares. It's a little up in the air. Mine is is an unfortunate circumstance. So oh wait, we didn't do our grapefruit and our sugar this week. Oh we'll do that yeah. after this, we can do that after after this. Um mine goes a little <laughs> bit with that that's why I just thought of it. So, I have worked as a lifeguard for the past couple of years. I really enjoy my job as a lifeguard. That's why I became a lifeguard instructor. But they brought back a particular exam for the for the agency I work for as a lifeguard, and I've been having some trouble being able to find because it's a, it's an in-person like fitness exam. I've been having some trouble being able to find time with school right now to prepare for it to get myself physically fit for it because it was gone for the last two years because of COVID. Uh, they, they didn't do it. And the agency still did fine. I'll say that. Like it wasn't like there was this 500% increase in deaths or drownings or anything like that. The agency still did fine um, without this test, but they brought it back. It's not my choice as to whether or not they bring it back. It's like 15 bosses above me that makes this decision. Um, and I've just been having some hard time finding the time to train for it and finding the time to actually be able to take it because it's only offered in so many locations at very specific times. And I don't know if I ever actually said this on the air, but my car is absolutely dead. Not, like, dead. It's, it's in repair. Got hit by a tractor-trailer truck. Um, he is fine. I'm fine. Uh, actually, we did talk about this before because I think I mentioned that I was fine and that my girlfriend was fine. But anyway – I still don't have that back. There's no tests offered very close to the university. There was one offered that, that was closer to my home, but like I said, I don't have my car, and I'm two hours away from home. Um, so that's made things a little bit harder. If I can take that test and I can pass it, if I can get prepared for it and I can find a way to get to one, then I'll stick with that job because I like that job. I get to do... You know lifeguarding, which I like. Actually, sitting in the chair, and I also get to be in management, which means I get to do in-service training, and I get to do management stuff like making the schedule. And I really enjoy all of that. I don't get to nerd. fire people, which I really wish I could. What do you mean, nerd? Yeah, how's he that said a He
0: likes to fucking make a schedule.
1: I said I like doing management. Don't you have a schedule?
0: Stuff. What?
2: Don't you have a schedule?
0: I like write down my assignments for the week, but that's not a schedule.
1: I take a staff of people and I make a schedule for when they're gonna work. Yeah, but you know what? But I don't see you doing anything you make like it that. Named food place. That's nerdy.
2: <laughs> I don't see you doing anything like Angus is doing. You don't like the
1: high and mighty.
0: Great. Yeah, we all know that I work in food
1: service. Yes, loser. That's not okay. Listen, I honestly could not survive working in food service. I've worked a lot of, like, I worked worse jobs than the one I have now than before I started at this one. And I thought you liked all your jobs. I did not like all my jobs. The I have right been job? lucky in that I have liked most of them, but some of them also are terrible. Anyway, if I could pass that exam, I would go back to the work that I do now, but I, it's just been hard finding time mostly with, like, obviously they decided to reinstate this exam really late in the year, so... Now I am, like, you know, I have three big projects that determine very large portions of my GPA for the semester due on Friday. And then I have exams for the next two weeks. Um, So it's just been hard to find the time for that stuff. Like I said last week, I got my lifeguard instructor certificate. Um, I'm allowed to teach lifeguard classes now. So if I don't have the chance to take that test, like I just can't get the timing to work out for it, I could teach full-time. The hard part with that is I get paid well for my other job because I'm in that managerial position. So in order to make you know roughly equivalent what I make at that other job, I need to teach a lot of classes. And the hard thing with that is the town that I live in has like six people that are eligible to be lifeguards, and I can't teach the same six people 15 times all summer. So if I want to do that, I need to travel travel is expensive which means i need to take more teach more classes to make up for the cost of the travel if i want to be breaking even on that kind of stuff and it starts to get all messed up so that's kind of been my grapefruit this week is that all that other stuff building up might be precluding me from the job that i want to have but you know for me the grades at school come before this particular job. Because I really love this job, but it's it's lifeguarding. It's nothing related to what I want to do with my life other than it's good job experience. But Devon, what are you up to this summer? Because you have a couple of cool things going on.
2: Uh perhaps. Yeah, I would say perhaps because it's all like in application status, like nothing set in stone yet. But um I finished my application for to volunteer at the local hospice. And I also have a phone call with some people tomorrow to try to get a virtual scribing position. So hopefully I'll be doing hospice and scribing over the summer, as well as just resting in general. Rest is for the weak. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> yeah,
0: my no, summer's going to be a, good part of your a bit hectic, hectic, Ooh. because I have Ooh. to... Ooh. I have to complete two summer classes. You, Yeah. What
1: are you taking over the summer? I didn't know you were taking any summer classes.
0: Um, gen Chem 2 and Intro to Soch.
1: Intro to Sochiology? So is that you're taking O-Chem yes. in the society.
2: fall? Yes. Dang. You're not going to get any breaks for any, like you're going to go from Chem 1, Chem 2, O-Chem with no breaks.
1: Yeah. Dang. A lot of people do that.
2: No, but like you didn't even get the summer.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, I know what you mean.
0: Yeah, there will be no breaks for me. Um, I'm also gonna be working, and I have. Where are
1: you gonna be working, Kiara?
0: A place that sells pizza.
1: You all like to make fun of it. I don't make fun of it that much. I I don't
2: think we make fun of it. It's just funny that we can, that we can't say it on air, and so we like (laughs) try to curve around it, but like, like barely
1: (laughs) it. (laughs) <laughs> Again, JP. We're not going to cut it out this time. We're just going to bleep it.
0: Anyway, yeah. JP, <laughs> next pot, I'm going to
1: make, like, a lockbox. I'm going to bring a lockbox, and I'm going to make you put your phone in it, so no more sound effects. Did
0: any of your teachers ever do that? They had, like, the phone, jam. Yeah.
1: Yes. They my, did that. Ours wasn't locked, but I only had one class that did it.
2: Well, they did it during, like, standardized tests for me, not all the time. Oh. Okay. During
1: standardized tests, I just didn't bring... Like, if it was, like, a regents, I didn't bring my phone. I left it in my locker. Ah.
0: Uh-huh. Okay, I will also be trying to volunteer at a local hospital.
1: At, oh, I you were say hospice. What are you doing at the hospital?
0: Um, don't know yet. There's a couple of positions, and I don't know exactly. I think
1: I'll let you do it through, like, volunteer or. phlebotomy. I, I was <laughs> about to say,
2: I think actually, get, like, if you're at a hospital, that's my whole thing for doing hospice, right? As you guys know, you Kiara want to go out to med school, and one of the things that you have to have is yes. clinical experience. You like math. You majored in math. Hey,
0: remember when you wanted to be a pre-med for, like, two seconds there?
2: No. Anyways, we need what's called clinical experience, where you, like, basically are interacting with a patient in some form or fashion. And there's not really, like, a hard rule as to what is and isn't clinical experience, but when you're asked about it, you kind of have to have what you based as clinical experience, and it has to make sense. Um, so usually I say it's just something where you're interacting with a patient. <clears throat> but if you're at the hospital... I feel like they wouldn't really, like, especially as a volunteer, not someone who's paid and necessarily has to have a whole bunch of training, are you going to be able to get clinical hours or are they going to have you doing, like, desk work, like, putting in numbers and,
0: so I've, like, reception Putting in
1: numbers. <laughs>
0: I have asked when I put in the application, um, I did put that I would prefer to be with patients. And I did have a phone call with one of the people, and I was like, yeah, I, I want patient care, I want some medical experience, and they're like, okay, we can... You know, work on it. There's a couple of other things we could put you in. So, yeah. yeah. So it, you it should be good. Baths. And even if I'm not this Cold summer, brown. and I'm just spending this summer building like a relationship with the people there, and I come back next summer, and they give me a little bit more responsibility. Yeah. Then that's good because I maybe you really could
1: stop working do. at unnamed pizza shop and you could be like a part full time at the hospital.
0: That would be great.
1: And get paid.
2: Build your connections. Make sure you get connections. I think that might be something I focus on more.
0: I get connected with your mom.
2: <laughs> Jesus. I think that may be something I focus on more maybe next summer because next summer I might we try might to do
0: the mom joke.
2: I might try <laughs> to work for the EMS in my local area and get connected with physicians through that way. Um but this this summer I'm going to try to focus on doing hospice and getting that.
1: I don't know if we mentioned it, but Kiara, Devon, and I are all taking the EMT course this fall to become yeah, certified emergency medical technicians. Juanpa is going to keep doing whatever engineering stuff is up. Why would I want to do that? Why would I want to do it? I'm a math comp sci major. What if, uh, right, what we're like, like in, in the you. dining
0: hall, oh. I start choking and I need some like, medical help. You don't and need to be an EMT just to help someone
1: not He joke. does
2: the pelvic thrust nuke. Well, I
0: don't know. Can we not call it the pelvic thrust? Isn't that maneuver? what it's
2: called now? Do- yes,
0: but let's not call it that because that sounds. But worse. that's what
2: it's called. I
0: don't think that's exactly.
2: Isn't that what it's called? You can't call it that. What's a pelvic thrust? I mean you're maneuver. not supposed to call it the Heimlich. What you, you, well, you know used to call it the Heimlich? Like the, oh.
0: Yeah, but oh. pelvic thrust does yeah. not sound good.
2: But I mean,
1: that's but what it's called it now. J- JP could take my first aid CPR class and he learns how to do that. He doesn't need to be an EMT. To yeah. be able to do that,
3: I guess it would be nice if I have that under my belt, but it's not something. What, CPR,
1: I'm, first aid? No, no, I mean like EMT. EMT is a lot of work to just have it be something that you put on your belt. There's I a know. reason it's a four credit class. class. Yes. Yeah. It's the abdominal thrust. I wasn't going to say that mm. because Kiara already had her phone out, but what do you think a pelvic thrust would be? Where Where is your You're, pelvis, like, Devon? You're like doing the whole like, pelvis
2: movement and thrusting it, at yeah, the but same time.
1: You need to thrust. Into their abdomen to force the food up out. You're not just thrusting your pelvis into them. <laughs> That's not going to do that much. Okay, okay, my bad.
0: Your pelvis can't do much.
1: Ah, <clears throat> oh, <God. clears throat> yeah. So we're all taking the EMT course, and I, I'm really, really excited for that. I've been waiting a long time to become I an can't EMT. Wait to
2: eat cadavers. Sorry, just cadavers seem so cool, because I was, like, I told you guys, I've watched videos. Can't wait to touch
1: some dead bodies.
2: (laughs) I've watched videos on, like, anatomy, and they use cadavers to explain things, and it was weird for the first time when I saw, like, the plane, oh, like, that the guy was cut down. He was cut, like, he was cut in half, where it was, like, left side, right side, so, like, you could see, like, in his brain, like, okay, this is gonna, he was cut, like, from genitals to his head, like, and along that plane. <clears throat> and you could see the inside of his face, and then you could see, like, nose hair and skin. And that was, like, it was a point where I was like, whoa, this was a real dude at some point. And now he's dead, and now we're using his body to figure out what our bodies look
0: like. Did your, like, science labs in school didn't have, like, the, like, skeleton dude just chilling?
2: Yeah, skeleton dude, but not yeah, so a, that's, not a, not a that's cadaver. That's still
0: a real person at one point.
1: No, they oh. probably had a plastic. Yeah, skeleton. Yeah, yeah. No, some of
0: them are real.
1: Some of them are real, things. but most like high school one. ones have plastic skeletons.
0: We had be, a real
1: one. It'll bio. be creepy to have like an
3: actual skeleton sitting yeah. in your bio lab in <laughs> high school. We
0: had a real one.
3: I didn't take bio in high school. I did. You yeah. took like AP bio, didn't you? I took bio in middle school
1: in Mexico. Yeah, bio. It's called like life science, but in seventh grade in in New York, at least, you're required to take biology. It's Mine it's, was pretty
3: complicated. Like I don't remember, like, we learned deep about, like, photosynthesis and the mitochondria and everything else. I don't know.
0: Powerhouse of, cell.
3: The, of the cell. And then I took AP bio.
0: Powerhouse of the cell. Damn.
1: But Yes. Yeah. Ass- I did not enjoy bio in seventh grade, and I don't particularly enjoy bio that much right now. I would say, like, I have more fun with it in college because I feel like – and we talked about this last week. I feel like I've learned a lot in bio, but still I i kind of feel like, man, I wish I was in a number theory class right now and not biology.
0: But you get to sit next to us.
1: I don't. I just sit behind you.
0: You're kind of close to JP.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm and three you're behind seats away me, from. Like right behind, I'm right behind you. I watch you play really word now. cross in class every day.
0: Wordscapes.
1: <laughs> I watch you play wordscapes like every class. I'm sorry that I called it word cross. I'm pretty sure there's another app that's the exact same thing called word cross.
0: That one's a little bit different. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't play that one.
1: My grandma plays word cookies, which is the same thing except it's not a crossword. You just have to get the words without them relating to each other.
0: Yeah, okay. Hmm. Well, listen. It's because, like, He's so boring. (laughs) (laughs) I
1: think that his lectures are pretty interesting. Like being in his class, I know that I would never want to like study biology, Uh, but I still think that his lectures are interested, interesting. And I'm I'm kind of mid between, like I am and I'm not glad that I took biology, just because I feel like I learned a lot. What?
2: What would have been your other option?
1: Um, lawmaking in the USA. <laughs> oh. Yeah. But in that class, I knew the professor. I knew what it was going to be like. And I would have left. I would – That's a, it was a discussion class, so I would have left having learned less. Yeah. But, like, having learned less new things, and I would just leave with more, like, more – advanced thought in my mind about politics in the u.s because it's more about discussing things than it is about just straight up learning things uh and but i feel like i could have gotten a good grade because i knew the professor i know how he runs his class we get along well i know that one of the most important things to him is participation and i always participate in his classes and then the rest of the grade all comes from essays and i don't love writing essays but i can write good essays like when i write an essay my grade usually comes out somewhere between 90 and 100 like i write good essays even though they're not my favorite thing in the world to do by far
3: yeah i agree i'm also taking bio i'm not a bio major as you may recall but i i i think it's better than taking chem at least for me i
1: am so glad someone
2: who's taking both bio and chem bio is better
1: bio is way better as someone who took both bio and chem chem is way better you took chem 2 yep i I was not required to and i did anyway and i loved it wait
3: so you took physics 1
1: i took physics 1 physics 2 chem 1 chem 2 and just bio 2 i never took bio 1 so you have like a ton of science credits i do you want some i got way more than i need why would you do that Because, okay, the reason I choose to take a lot of the classes I take is because I want to expand my knowledge base about the world. Yeah. Psych is the class that – so, like, bio is – I talked about this a little bit last week. Bio is the class that I'm, like I'm upset with my grade because I feel like I put a lot of effort in, but at least I'm leaving with a lot more knowledge than I had before. Psych is the class where I'm like, I am upset about my grade because I feel like I put in more effort than my grade represents. I don't think I put in as much effort as I could have. I'll be totally honest with that. I think that most people in most classes leave feeling like they could have at least put in that, like, you know, that extra 5% more than they did. Um, and that's how I feel in psych. But more I'm upset that I don't feel like I left with like this much larger knowledge base than I had before. I feel like most of the things that I learned in intro to psych were like well, duh. Like most of those things seemed like they would be things that just the average person could guess.
2: I'll say <clears throat> so our university does like I'm pretty sure this is kinda of standard across universities that they do like evaluations of courses. And for our psych thing? I honestly, I put that I honestly felt like I learned more if I I could have learned more by not attending lecture and just reading the book.
0: So my problem is that I I'm starting to learn that like the lectures like do not help me learn. I do better when I I'm just reading. Yeah. So like I I just look at like the slides and I understand it, which is why I word scapes in my lectures because I'm like I don't this isn't helping me. Yeah. There are very few things where it's like I need the lecture because I am just a – if I can read it, I can understand it, which is normally why – and it's normally why I like homeworks because homeworks I can. Like I'm, I'm now applying it and I can just get it that way as to more of like sitting through a lecture and someone trying to explain it to me.
1: I would definitely say that for me, I'm like I'm there with you on homeworks. I, I like homework in most cases. When I took like discrete mathematics and proofs and we had like a 60 to 70 question homework every week, oh. I was kind of like, okay – Maybe this is a little more than we need. Um, it wasn't quite that many, but it was a lot of homework. Uh, in that case, I was kind of like, "This feels like more than is necessary." But when I was in Calc one, two, and three, I was happy with the amount of homework I had. Same with differential equations.
2: <laughs> I <laughs> I don't know if I told you. I might have told you guys, but I don't know if I told you my calc. You can't my see calc. You're two, pointing
1: to you you got to say names, Devon.
2: I might have told Angus. I mean, I might have told Kiar and JP. I don't know if I told Angus, but. My Calc 2 professor at the start of the semester was like, <clears throat> there might be weeks where I give like two, three, four homeworks in a week, but then there might be those weeks that you just never hear from me. And every single week, consistently, we've had at least two or three homeworks, which is fine because they're not like absurd. They might be like 20 questions. But I asked them in class- 20 questions, being like
1: you have like 60 questions a week? Yeah, something like that.
2: I, I Like on a heavy week. Okay. But usually it's like one or two a week. But I asked him in class on Monday. I was like, about those weeks that you said you we'd never hear from you. He was like, yeah, it's funny how they never showed up, right? <laughs> 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 yeah, I figured, like, going throughout his class, I figured that was his just cruel joke at the start of the semester. So
3: my my Calc professor, he, he's a new Calc professor. I've never seen him last semester. Is it semester. our same one from last semester? No. Oh. So my current Cal professor, I think he was not in campus last semester because uh, he had a kid. Uh, say his name and I'll bleep it. Uh, Dr. B***. <laughs> yep. So he's actually, like, pretty nice. <laughs> There's going to be, like,
1: one long bleep there as we all say it, like, four times. Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. He's pretty nice,
3: but, and, like, he starts at the beginning of the semester, every lecture, he would start with some music playing in the background and with a warm-up problem. So I was like, pretty cool. And then that freaking warm-up problem is a thing we do in the entire class. So we take the whole class to work through the warm-up problem. And I asked him
1: once, and I'm like... Are we just, like, solving warm-up problems? I think he stole that from another professor, because there is another professor who I know has been here a little bit longer than him that does that same thing. Does, does he have the music on during lecture, or does he no. just start with it? He, he, not, he doesn't even
3: have the music anymore. It was just for the first few weeks, and it was pretty nice. It, like, makes you feel good, and then it was like, warm-up problems, start with these and then go with two, and that's, like, we solve it, and then we go together over them in class, but you don't, like, he doesn't teach you anything like how to do them we just like he just expects you to solve them and then like <coughs> you see how he solves them but i'm like i need like you explaining me like you do this this and that and that's how you solve them so i don't know that's a little bit tricky
1: i had so the professor that i had this was when our classes were in the gym like the gymnasium where the basketball courts are because that was the only place you could fit if you wanted 150 students socially distanced in a lecture back in ye old and COVID days before you guys all came to college. Um, you're still messing around in high school or whatever it was. Uh, you
0: should have been.
1: Whatever. Um, I had a professor that would come in. The class started at 7 p.m. It was a 7 to 8 p.m. class. I would always get there. This was what, right when my girlfriend and I had just started dating. We left 15 minutes early from class. It took like three minutes to walk there. Um, so we get there like 10 or 12 minutes before the class actually started. The professor would get there like five minutes before the class started, takes like 30 seconds to log onto the computer, open up YouTube, and look up every single time the same relaxing piano music thing. It was called like, it wasn't Gandalf, but it was called something like, like Gandalf's Adventure or something like that. Same thing every time. He'd play it for those five minutes. And then as soon as like, boom, 7 p.m. hits on the spot, turns it off and says... Good evening, everybody. This is lecture number 28 of Calculus 2. Today we're going to be talking about... But he did that same thing. It didn't bother me as much, but it bothered my girlfriend a lot, where a lot of times he would start off with a little example problem, but sometimes that example problem would become the hour-long lecture. And there was one time that he did this hour-long example problem about shinch and co which are hyperbolic sine and cosine functions. So everyone was like scrambly taking notes, thinking like this is going to be on the exam. Like what in the fresh hell is a hyperbolic trigonometric function? Like no one knew what was going on. And then it turned out that that whole thing was just an example of how you use integration by parts. And the fact that it was these really complex hyperbolic functions had nothing to do with it. I really liked that professor even with those few things. I had him for Calculus 2 and, again, for Calculus 3. I liked him in both. But, you know, with a lot of college classes, you get that kind of thing. Where professors all have usually, like, their philosophy about teaching. It said right in his syllabus, like, listen, reading the book is part of my expectation for the class. For our psychology class, Her class is built around the idea that you read the chapter of the book we're going to be discussing before they ever start discussing it in class. I'll be honest, and this is really that what I was talking about before, I feel like I could have put that extra 5% forward. That extra 5% would be the equivalent of the eating the box of rusty nails that it feels like to read that psychology textbook – so I, I almost never did. And that's the, like, the 5 or 10% more I feel like I could have put into that class.
0: I tried to read the book. I got, like... I
1: tried so hard. I tried like, on e- the
0: first one.
1: Every two or three chapters, I would be like, you know what? This week, I'm going to do it right. I'm going to read the chapter of the book before we start it in class. I read, like, one and a half pages, and I'm like, oh, my God. This is the dullest... This is more dull than reading my applied linear algebra book. Yeah,
0: I think I got through, like... Five pages of like the first chapter, and I was like, This yeah, is. Yeah, I got through stupid. 12
1: of the first chapter. Five. Ooh. For me. So there, it was. Go each chapter is like 35 pages long. Yes. At least.
0: But I think though, like, before we like started, like the first lecture, our professor was like, This is a very like readers friendly book.
1: She was like, There's a lot of pictures, and she opens it and is like flipping through the pages, and there's like one picture on the <laughs> yeah. 15 pages she flips through. Yeah, that class was. I, I mean, not, nah, I shouldn't say was. It's still going on but it's it hasn't been my favorite class I've ever taken in college but I took it I got through it I'm alive my GPA yes honestly will suffer for it um this like this is going to be the my lowest GPA this semester and it's going to be because of psych and because of bio but those are the choices that I made like no one said I had to take them. Obviously, I have way more science than I need in credits. For my math major, I needed to take all of physics, physics 1 and physics 2, and then I needed to take one semester of another science, and I have three semesters of another science that fits that because I have chem 1, chem 2, and bio 2.
0: I think my GPA might drop this semester than it did from last because of calc. I that
1: didn't. was a hard one for you this semester, which is kind of flipped from me, I feel like Calc is the class that I can go in and I can be like, this, I'm going to be okay in this class. And then I go into, like, Bio and Psych, and I'm like, I am not okay. I'm know a end- bad
0: ab- test taker. Me too. Especially yeah. when I am given a practice exam, like, just the night before, because I can't do that. I am not a study. I've, we've talked about this before. I'm not a study the night before yeah. taking a test. I have I to study, like, a week before for a couple days straight, give myself a break, re-enter it to see what I actually got through my head, and what still needs to get through my head, and I don't do that because I can't, and then I walk into those tests, and I'm like, oh.
1: And the house Forgettings Curve, the Ebbinghaus's Forgetting Curve that we learned about in psych, which is one of the few, like, four or five things that I learned about that I was like, you know what, that makes sense, but it's not something I've seen before. It supports your method of learning, and then you're sort of going to start to forget at a negative exponential rate, I think is what the thing is, and then you study again. And each time you study, that asymptote of what you actually remember afterward moves up a little bit. So science, like psychology, supports your method of studying a lot more than mine. But for me, my biggest thing is when I get into a practice exam like that, for one thing, I can't separate it out into multiple days. When I sit down to do a 35-question practice exam, if it takes me an hour or if it takes me seven hours, I'm finishing it now. That's one of my things with practice exams. I never feel like I can walk away from the practice exam. But that's just me. I
3: don't like practice exams because I build expectations of the exam that then are, like, later not true. I think with, I some, with
1: some professors, they do turn out to be true. Like, my applied linear algebra class, I know that if I take the practice exam and the exam that I'm given, I'm going to have questions on the same topics, just with different numbers and, like, different scenarios given to me. Yeah. But I'm going to have to perform the same processes. If I take my computer science exams, I know when I go in to do the practice exam, this is an example of the layout and the kind of questions that are going to be asked on the exam. These are definitely not the questions that are actually going to get asked.
3: Yeah. So for, like, CALC, I know what I'm doing. Like, I think I can integrate and do, like, pretty much any, like, kind of integration. But the exams are so weird. Like, for the first exam... We had to make a bagel out of integrals, a half a bagel. And it's something like... You mean like,
1: like integrating a circle while rotating it around an axis? Yep, to make and then a we bagel. had
3: to make another one to cut the hole through, and it had to have a specific radius with a formula that we were given. So it's like, and that was nothing like the practice exam. And then the second exam was also like super confusing. We had to do some work uh, with integrals, which... I was able to do, but that specific problem in the exam, it was just, like, super confusing. And his last exam, they just gave it to me, like, a few days ago. I get the exam from the TA, and I see a big 33 in the exam. And I'm like, damn, I'm not passing calc. And the professor was out because of his kid. So I go to the TA room, and I'm like, please tell me this is not out of 50 or out of 100. Please tell me it's out of 50. Because if it's out of 50, at least I got a 66. Yeah, And the TA is like, oh, no, it's out of 40. So you got at 85. I'm like, oh, oh okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Yo, know, I, 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 uh, I can imagine that. Like, it's 33. You're know, like, out of 100?
1: We yeah. just took our last bio test. Um, and we did it all together. It was kosher and whatnot. But it was online for the last one. So we all sat down in a room together, the four of us and one other person, another one of our friends. And we took the bio test together. And we got to the end and we were like, okay, who's going to submit it first? They made me submit it first. And I submitted it and I see, what was it? It was 77. And I was like, what? We had all the notes. We had five people, five minds thinking together. And then I looked to the right, out of 80. And I was like, why would it show 77 yeah. out of 80? And then in little tiny text next to that, 92.5 out of 100. I was like, why would you do that to me, Dr. Blank? But I mean, it's not really his choice. It's the software that chooses how to do that. But, you know, but I put it, my face a little bit in that
3: moment. It was scary. But, yeah, and the stressful thing is that some professors, not my professor, uh, he's actually pretty nice. And, actually, he knows the name of every single kid in his class, mm-hmm. which makes me feel, like, very nice. That's my computer science professor. It's Every amazing. single kid
1: in the class except me. He has yeah. no <laughs> idea what my name is. And you know what? I We've emailed back and forth so many times that he, like, knows me through email and everything. But yep. when he sees my face, I can tell that his eyes are just dead. They have, mm-hmm. He has no idea who I am. Because one time I saw him at, at an accepted students day. I was volunteering for a Q&A panel with the math department. And we were waiting for the students to come. We were, like, standing in the hallway computer science is just down the hall a little bit so this professor who's the chair of our computer science department walks by and he's like you're in 142 right you sit in the back yeah and he just walks away and I'm like yep I email you like once a week we talk all the time because he was the professor that helped me add a second major in computer science but I never once talked to him in person about it it was all online
3: yeah yeah but what I I was gonna say is that some classes you don't have a clue of how you're doing until the very last day and you don't even get a, your final exam back. So you have no clue how you're doing. And this semester, for some reason, most of my classes are like that. So I have That's no continue clue what I'm doing.
1: Throughout your college career like, in general. And we mentioned it last week as yeah. well. The classes where you do know, it's so nice. Because last I semester, know. my Calculus 3 class, I knew exactly what my grade was at like before the final happened because that professor was really good. So I went through and I calculated what grade do I need on on the final to get an A in this class? And because he has a pretty diverse stuff, a pretty diverse set of stuff that your grade comes from, it's not like 99% of your grade is exams. I only needed like an 80 on the final exam to get an A in the class. So when I was on the exam, obviously like I put my best effort into the exam but I, I had gotten to an 89.5 or a 90.5 on the exam, and I had one question that I just wasn't, like, I wasn't able to figure out. I kept trying at it, but I didn't have to leave thinking, like, what is my grade in this class going to be? Because that happened to me in Chem 2. In Chem 2, the professor made the participation 20% of the grade, and honestly, that semester was just so hectic. And so terrible. I slept so little the whole semester that I did miss uh, like a good number of those lectures I felt like. Turns out I only missed like 4 out of 30. But for me, when I missed 2 lectures it feels like I've missed half the class. Um, but I was really worried because I had no clue what my grade was. I had no clue what I had done on the final. And I just needed to wait 2 weeks for the letter to show up online. I never got any, a grade back for the actual exam itself. I only ever got two weeks later, when your official final grade was posted, I got a letter grade. And that's something that's really annoying about college, I think, in general, is some professors, and to be fair, some of these professors are handling like hundreds of students a semester, but some professors really like gatekeep those grades. Yeah. And I think that's gonna continue more, especially for Kiara and Devon, you guys, as you continue up through the, like, biology sort of classes, I think that's going to continue even more. Why?
0: They're big
3: lectures. Just
1: because I feel like in math and computer science classes, maybe it's just because of what their PhD is in. I feel like a lot of the professors have more of a tendency to give you very exact, very specific grades back very quickly, whereas I feel like... With some professors in, like, the biology department or the psychology department, anything like that. Some of them are really good. They give it back really quickly. But some of them, like, Kiara, what's your grade in lab right now for bio?
0: Currently sitting at, like, an 80.
1: How many grades do you have for bio?
0: Probably, like, five to seven.
1: Bio lab? I
2: have, like, two to three.
1: Yeah. And how many bio labs have you done this semester so far? Twelve. Twelve. So...
2: That's not even counting the labs. That's just counting the pre and post labs. Yeah, yeah, that's
0: not even counting
1: like,
2: not even all the quizzes we do.
1: Yeah, and that's something where it's kind of like, you know, I think that is a characteristic of that department that's kind of worldwide in a lot of cases. Six. Yeah, I guess you we
2: have done twelve
0: that. labs and I have six grades back.
1: Yeah, and I think that's and sort not of even like of your my department.
2: final draft for the essay in that class hasn't even been.
0: Mine hasn't either.
1: You mean the essay that was due like six weeks
2: ago now? Yes. Yeah, the
0: final draft of the lab report at right the whole, beginning of the semester. The
2: entirety not of needed. this lab for bio two, the ball was dropped so many times just in this lab in general, it's just like it I feel like we're at a disadvantage for the grades in this class, to be honest. Like I feel like the lab should be set up for you to get the A to boost your grades. But I feel like they don't grade things fast enough and there's not a consistent enough grading system. Like we've talked about at least me and Kiara have. My TA last semester I felt like was great. And maybe this is just due to the fact that when she would grade, she was really generous. But now this semester, I have a TA who kinda grades a little hard and I'm like, what am I doing wrong? Because I'm giving him the same or I'm giving them the same the same quality of work that I gave my TA last semester But I'm getting worse grades for it. So it's like, can you guys, like, set a standard? If the standard is going to be this TA's, more like this TA standard, then tell us what we need to do. Tell us, give us something that we can bounce our work off of to see if we're doing it well enough. Because if not, we have no clue how to judge what is acceptable to certain TAs and what's not.
1: Yeah. And that was something, I know we mentioned this a little bit before the podcast started, I think. you're we talking about the final, we don't have a final exam, we have a final paper for the biology class we're all in. And I just said a few minutes ago, when I write essays, like, my essays have always been, I've always been a good writer on essays. I get good grades in essays. The scholarships that I have here at Clarkson are, are essay-based. They came from my ability to write good essays. And I've written essays before and research papers even on things like things in biology. For one of my classes when I was a freshman, I had to write a paper about how, why sharks get cancer less often often than humans. Um, but this professor just always gives out really, really low grades in general on, like you need to have, the perfect paper in every po- every conceivable way to be able to get, like, A's on this paper. And that's just how some professors are.
2: I will say <clears throat> the one thing that is justified in him being a little harsh, though, is the fact that he's giving us so many opportunities to get extra credit and so much extra credit. I don't think he
1: is. I disagree with that. Yeah. You don't think he is? It's no, like 16 not. points in this one week. but out of the 1,000-point scale. And you're going to um, do those... So you're, if you do every extra credit and you do them all perfectly, it's not actually of a 1,000-point scale. It's out of an 850-point scale. So I went back and calculated it. It's about 1.6 points on your overall GPA, which is a lot more than a lot of professors give. I This is one of the first classes I've ever had that's offered extra credit in anything. So I appreciate that. That's, like, that's the bump from a B plus to an A minus or an A plus to an A. But... A lot of people look at it and think it's 16 points on my 100-point scale. That's the bump from a C-minus to a B. Like, that's a huge bump, but it's not actually that much. And so, the
3: thing is that he does offer that, but if you don't have everything correct, he won't give you those 10 points or those 6 points. But He'll he give you just, like, 3 points and be like, yeah, you did, like, but you had this wrong, so you're well, only going to get half fair or fair that enough
1: That's, like, every teacher I've ever had that has extra credit has done things that way, like, well, they like my high school teachers when they would offer extra credit, the extra credit was there, but your extra credit needed to be perfect or you got nothing for it because it was extra credit. Yeah. So, I for me, that's fair. Then, like, it you obviously feel differently. I think, on we that. Should,
0: I think you should get at least a point for, yeah, for, for the
3: extra work you are doing. At least, not be like, yeah, yeah. you tried, you didn't get anything. Just be yeah. like, what did I get wrong? At least explain me what I did wrong.
0: Like, I've done all of the extra credit, but I have, like, a zero on all of them. And I don't feel like they're all wrong. Which means yeah. you like
3: serious?
0: Yeah. They're all... And I don't feel like I've done them all wrong.
2: Are you it's looking so at Because I don't think he updates a a like that.
0: I don't know. Maybe it's just because of the grading software that's used.
3: I don't know. Yeah, maybe I'm looking at the wrong place or something, but...
0: But it it looks like I have zeros on all those extra credits, and I that's know that...
2: Oh, that's why
0: he says it again.
2: (laughs) The program that our professors use doesn't get updated very much. So I, that's another thing. Like it's you become jaded to the idea of thinking that you can figure out how well you did on something or how well you're doing in the class by looking on that uh, on the like website because it's just it's 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 never updated by a lot of the professors. A lot of the professors. You sound
1: like, drunk. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> it's never updated by any of the professors, man. <laughs> it's never updated
2: <laughs> by a lot of the professors. So it's just, at a certain point, you just are like, there's no point. There's no, there's no hope in trying to calculate your grade.
1: Yeah. I feel a little uh, – like I feel justified and a little unjustified on saying that it's a college thing. Because when I was in high school, I like I never felt like I had the like the like I never felt like I had access to the grades to calculate roughly what my average was. But the converse to that in high school, you got four report cards a year, or like two report. Cause, you know, high school for us at least wasn't in semesters; it was the whole school year was one whole school year. So you got yeah, we were a quarter school,
2: and they had numbers. Ours is just either you're above a C or not.
1: Yeah. So um, I feel like in high school I didn't have the things to be able to actually go in and calculate numerically my grade.
2: I did. I had something where my te like my teachers. I don't want to say they were forced, but they were. It was kind of like a strongly soft, encouraged. It was strongly encouraged that they regularly update their grading portal, and we had access to our grading portals where we could go in and say. What do I have in chemistry? And it will tell you what you got on every single assignment and what your overall grade is based off of, the, <clears throat> based off of the assignments that are in there. Like if your teacher stopped grading right now, this is what you get. So then you know what you need to get we, for the rest of. They it.
1: also strongly encourage the teachers to do that for us. Some yeah. of the teachers. Didn't care. They'd been there for, like, 30 years. They were like, I have my own custom gradebook. I'm not changing it for nobody. And they would just wait till the very end of the year and upload all the grades into – we used PowerSchool. My high school did. Um, a lot of them would upload the grades just sort of, like, sporadically, completely randomly. But none of them – I didn't have a single teacher that was, like, savvy enough to go on PowerSchool – put in what each unit was worth. So, like, you know, PowerSchool has, like, quiz, test, homework, project, whatever, and the teacher can go in and be like, quizzes are 15% of your grade, homework are this. I didn't have a single teacher that did that. Some of them would click, like, this was a quiz, but they wouldn't change what it was actually worth in the grade book. So, PowerSchool couldn't output a number to me, and most of my professors didn't hand out a syllabus at the beginning of the, at the beginning of the year that you could reference back to to figure out what the, those percentages were. Some of them would tell you at the beginning of the year and I try and jot it down. Like homeworks about 15% of your grade, tests are about 30, especially in like ninth, 10th grade, real high school. But in like middle school, none of that. Like middle school, I had no idea. The only thing that I feel like I had more idea is because four times a year, I got this piece of paper that said your grade is this number.
3: In middle school, in Mexico, in middle school and in high school, I think, at least for me in Mexico, everything was more structured. We also had those four, like, quarters each year. But, like, we had an app where we can access our grades. And every time before every quarter ended, we would go with the professor. And, like, each professor was different. But, like, I remember my geography and history professor, he would, like, count the signatures you have in your notebook that he would, like, sign. And based on those signatures, you would get your participation. And for some reason, I always had extra signatures. I don't know why. I always had, like, 17, and everybody else had, like, 10. So he would always start counting mine and go off of mine. Um, I had a teacher
2: who did that for what she called, like, she handed out tickets. You raise your hand. And she'd yeah. give you a ticket for every answer that you, like, answered. Like, you, she asked a question, you raised your hand, she gave you a ticket. <clears throat> yeah, what I don't she know. Did, oh, oh, go ahead. Ahead. what she did was that she took the person with the highest amount of tickets, put that as a 100, and then calculated everybody else mm-hmm. off of that. The only thing with that, she had, like, four students who she would constantly pick. And you'd raise your hand. Those students wouldn't even be raising their hands if she'd call on them.
1: I had a couple teachers, never for points, but I had, like, points on your actual grade. But I had a couple teachers that tried that for extra credit, and then it just, like, it never actually worked out. I had a couple teachers that would do a thing where it was, like, we're going to do, like, you know, every time you raise a hand and volunteer and answer a question, I'll give you a ticket. Do it for, like, two or three days, and then it would kind of peter out. But it was never for, like points that were a cardinal part of your grade it was only ever for extra credit and it never worked out
0: i had a couple teachers that would do that and um how many you could like put a couple on like a test and so you could get like two extra points on a test which sometimes worked well when you're like i'm not sure about that one question here's two extra points still give me that 100 um but i so i moved around a lot so because of that i like never was able to use whatever grading system schools had like i just wasn't So I had to wait until I got report cards, mm-hmm. which is a little difficult because I have to be like, well, I've been getting, like, 80s and 90s on everything, so I should be okay. But, like, let's see what's happening.
1: Yeah. I feel like in college I have so, – like, I just have a much bigger dichotomy. I have the professors that give me grades so quick and so accurate, and I really appreciate it, and their syllabus is very clear. And then I have some professors. Like I, I mentioned this last week. I have I have a profess I had a professor last semester that I got to the end of the semester trying to calculate what I needed to get on the final project to do well in his class, and I just wrote question mark. Cause I had like two grades of the thirty assignments, and his syllabus was super unclear. It said like Projects are worth this amount, quizzes, labs are worth, you know, each of these amounts. But when they were actually assigned to the, us, he never said what the difference between, like, when it was a project and when it was a, an in-class lab. And they were just all in the same folder. And we never actually even found out what was projects and what was in-class labs. Yeah, um, I, think,
3: I think, like, at least for me and my perspective, my teachers in middle school and high school had a more structured, like, grading system, at least for the student's point of view. Like, I had, like, this professor from history, and, like, I had a math professor. We didn't have, like, algebra or geometry. It was just math, and then you would, whatever. He basically would tell me about this. Yeah. Yeah, And I
1: thought it sounded really cool.
3: It was, I think it was better. It was just math, and then you would do whatever you needed to do. Like, you would start learning about, like, fractions, and then go off to square roots, and then equations, and then, like, you just climb up, but it was uh, math. Uh, but whatever. This professor, at the end of the year, he would be like, okay, Devon, what's your grade? And you would tell him your grade based on your signatures, based on your projects, because you knew the syllables. What so were these he, signatures? Signatures, like, basically, you write the notes that he from class and take notes, and he would write, like, a, his signature, and that's, like, your participation of the class. Okay.
1: I never had any professor that did anything like that or yes. teacher no. in high school. So that
3: was, like, their way to grade participation. Then we had, like, so we calculated our grade. And he would be, like, okay, what's your grade, Devon? And Von would be, like, oh, I got a 97. And he would write 97. And every so and often. You? Yes. Every so often he would be, like, okay, I'll actually check if you got a 97. And if you didn't, he would, you would get, a like, a failing grade. And if you did, well, you did. So some kids were able to pass the class by lying, and some other ones got screwed up okay. by just Wait, getting a the Wait, was disappoint. it just
0: like automatic? Because if it's like, oh, I think I have a 97, and he's, it, it joking, was, he's, like, he's was like a automatic. 96.
3: No, it was automatic. He had like a little like spinning wheel going in the background or something like that. So he made everything fair. Uh-huh. uh But I don't know. It was, like, nice. But every well, my single... My
0: question, though, is, like, was it an automatic fail? If, like, he was, like... If you were, like, yeah, I have a 95, and he checks in, it's more like a 90, like, three in Oh, no. Then
3: you will be fine. But if you okay. were, like, oh, like you I got have, a like, 95, I, yeah, and, it's like and a you 70. got a 75. Okay. Something that like that. You would just fail. But I don't know. I think the structure was better. And here, I think you're kind of just, like, trying to figure it out on your own. Because you are given a syllabus for every, every class. And it's supposed to be, like, a very important document. But, like, for engineering and society, I have only two homework assignments graded. I don't have my exam back. For MATLAB, I have no clue what I'm doing and ho- how I'm doing in homeworks or exams or labs or anything. So, I don't know.
1: I think that's definitely, like, I think that's consistent at a lot of colleges. Like, you know, it's definitely not just ours because I have oh, I'm a lot sure of other not. friends yeah. that are in college. Um, and I think really... A lot of it comes down to a professor by professor basis as to like how they want to do things. I have, like, I do appreciate when professor all of our professors are required to put in their syllabus, like, I will return, I will try to return grades to you within this amount of time. Personally, I really just appreciate it when they put like. I will return grades to you when I can. If they're if they're gonna be a professor that like, you know, takes forever to return grades, I would rather they put I'll return grades to you when I can than just to like look good to their department head, they put I'll return grades to you like within forty-eight hours and then I wait months for a grade. I'd rather you just say like I'll return grades to you when I can. Because I do actually like when I sign up for a class and I get in and I get the syllabus. I go through and I read most of the syllabus. The only thing I usually don't read in the syllabus is, like, like the academic integrity rules because they're the same on every syllabus, and I've read them before. So, you know, I really do appreciate it, at least when professors are honest on their syllabus and they're like, listen, I teach, you know, I teach general chemistry one. I. I have 600 students a semester, and I, you know, like, there's a lot of TAs, but you know, it takes a little while for your grades to get back to you. I'm like, that's fine, but just don't tell me on the syllabus then that I'm going to get it back in 48 hours. Because if yeah. you tell me that, I'm going to expect it. But if you say, like, I'll try and get exams back within a week because I know they're important, but homeworks might take me a little while to get back. Or, like, my statistics professor this semester was like, listen, your homeworks, I'll try and get you the numerical grade as like as quick as I can, but there's over 100 students in this class uh, if you want to come in my office and talk about it, we can. I'm not going to hand back 60 students' homeworks every lecture. So, you, like, you turn in your homework, a week or so later, you get your homework grade online. And if you want feedback, you can go ask him. But he's like, I'm not going to spend the time giving feedback for every student when 80% of you are going to get it, look at the grade, recycle it as you leave the classroom. You know, that's a waste of their time. So I'm totally fine with professors that, that, that yeah. do that. Just And our bio professor does the same thing. He's yeah. like, we have Scantron tests. So he's like, I'll give you your, what does he call it, grade report? Yeah. I'll give you your grade report if you want. It tells you what you got right and what you got wrong. But I'm not going to go through the process of getting the grade report for, how many people do you think are in bio too? It's over 100 because there's two sections yeah. and there's at least 60 or 70 in each. He's not going to bother doing that because for me, I've never requested it. You know, especially since the exams aren't cumulative in Bio 2, and I know I'm not going to have future classes that ask me about this information. I get my grade, and I'm like, all right, that's my grade. I, I don't really care as much about what exactly I got right and what I got wrong. Yes, I think that this is a, a good time to wrap up the episode. This was definitely a wild one um, all over the place in terms of topics and in terms of – Sleeping out lots of different things that Devon kept saying over and over again that aren't allowed to be said on the air. I didn't say that many things. A few.
0: No, you just kept saying the same thing. Oh, yeah,
2: until I realized what I was
3: saying.
1: What thing? Don't say it again. <laughs> so, we'd like to thank you very much for listening to episode five. This is the last episode on campus for this year, so we will see you. In a couple weeks in the summer. See you later, guys.
3: See you. Peace out. JP, say adios because you're Mexican. Adios, amigos.